Monday, everybody. Welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Boner. And this podcast is centered around sober, curious, and sobriety content. So helping you feel less alone in what you're going through when you're reimagining your relationship with alcohol. And I've been doing this for about three and a half years now. I started doing this in just the mental health space and now I've grown the podcast to be more sober and sober, curious focused. So I have guests on, I talk about my own personal journey with sobriety. I've been sober now for almost two years. And so I love sharing my personal journey and connecting with all of you regarding your personal journeys. So um, please follow along, like, subscribe, all the things. There's a ton of different content on here for you. My Instagram is also full of content at It's Hard Podcast. But today I'm so excited to have Emerson Hannon on. She has a blog called Classy, Clean, and Chic. And she is um, living in Minneapolis. And so I've followed her for quite a while now. Love her content so much. And she posted that she was sober. And I was like, oh my gosh, Emerson, I need to have you on the show. And it took, you know, obviously she's she's a pretty popular blog. And so it took her a while um, to get back to me, but eventually it ended up working out. And now I get to have her on the show. And I'm so excited. I'm, I'm kind of fangirling a little bit because I love her blog a lot. She does a lot of guess the dupe and um, like different ideas for wedding dresses like or wedding guest dresses, excuse me, and like bachelorette ideas and birthday parties and all this stuff. So really fun content, very much a successful blogger. And so I would highly recommend you go follow her at Classy Clean Chic on TikTok and Instagram. Her content is awesome. And I'm so excited to hear her story of sobriety. She got sober quite a while ago. And so I think that she's been through you know, an interesting journey of sobriety changing over the years. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing from her. So please enjoy Emerson Hannon of Classy Clean Chic. All right, Emerson, thank you so much for joining us and being on the show today and sharing a little bit more about your story. Um, We were just chatting a little bit. So I'm from Minnesota and was so curious, like just starting off like your journey because you've lived in a couple different places and now you're in Minneapolis, which like I moved away from Minneapolis. And so I'm like, you know, what led you there and and ended up there? And then you were, you know, an engineer. and Now you're a full time blogger. So if you wouldn't mind just like giving some background on your story and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited to be here. So I grew well, I was technically born in California, but I only lived there for nine months. <laughs> then I, and then I grew up in Arvada, Colorado. My parents are still there. And then I went to Villanova University, which is um, outside of Philadelphia to get my electrical engineering degree um, and my master's there. And then I took a, a medical device job at Stryker in um, Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo was not for me. I lived there for two and a half years. wasn't for me, so I wanted to move to a city. And then Medtronic is in Minneapolis, so that I got a job there, moved there. And I worked at Medtronic for two and a half years and then went full-time with my Instagram in 2020 and then kind of just stayed. So wow. that's where I'm here now. Yeah, that. I love that story. So what got you interested in like fashion blogging, Being coming from electrical engineer? I mean, I was a fashion merchandising major. So like, I love fashion, but like what led you from engineering to fashion blogging? Yeah, so I had always been interested in fashion, but kind of thought, you know, the more economical <laughs> way to go would be using my math and science abilities. And my dad was an engineer, so I went, to engineering school um, and then kind of on the side actually started my Instagram started with more fitness and food and so I was sharing that to kind of stay on track and I do it for six months and get a boyfriend and then quit <laughs> and then do it for another two months and then whatever um, so and then when I moved to Minneapolis I kind of was like I want to make some friends and then I had stopped drinking so I was kind of bored and I said, oh, maybe bloggers, I feel like they don't drink very much. So I kind of moved more into that. Um, and that's when I got a blog and started taking it really seriously in 2018. So I always loved fashion, but then I was like, okay, let's try to take this serious. And then I really liked it. So that's I awesome. stuck with it. Yeah. And it's grown, it seems like a whole lot since then, right? Yeah, I think so I feel like from the outside, sometimes it seems like it's growing faster than it feels like when it's right. you. <laughs> um, I feel like 
I mean, I, I would say like 2020 for my Instagram was a really big year for me and I grew a lot there. Um, that's when I, you know, went full time. I broke up with my boyfriend, moved into a, a new place by myself. So there's a lot of like fun, exciting things happening. Um, and then with TikTok, I would say that was last year. I grew, to, I think I had like 300K at the beginning of 2022 and then hit a million before the end of the year. And so that was kind of a big growth year for that. But, you know, it's a lot of work behind yeah. before that. And then <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wow, like, look how fun. it's like, yeah, I've been trying for a really long time. And yeah. Now, now we're getting this. And everyone, if you haven't seen uh, Emerson's videos, you have to go look. I mean, you you can see how much work you put in. Like it's, it's very clear that it's not easy. You know, I'm sure every day is, is a lot of work and a lot of effort that you put into it. So that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun work, but it is a lot of, a lot of work. I will, <laughs> I will joke my boyfriend now. He, um, I think when we first started dating, I had asked him how many hours a week he thought I worked. And he said, he thought I worked 30 hours a week. I about, hit him in the head. I was like, no, I do not. I think he just, I don't know. Yeah. He, he didn't quite, and now he understands and gets it. He's even tried. He has a, he'll do like a couple things on Instagram too, or do stuff with me mm -hmm. and he sees how much work goes into it. Yeah. Editing so a video. More than 30 hours a week. <laughs> Especially when you're doing like lifestyle stuff too, like you're, you're sharing your life. I mean, you can't necessarily turn it off all the time, you know? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's another thing to kind of try to work through too, is kind of how do you find that balance of, you know, being, you know, having friends or what, or, and working and doing Instagram and when do you turn it off? And I think I originally, I mean, 2020, nobody was doing anything. So I was working mm -hmm. all the time from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. I mean, what else am I doing? Mm -hmm. So I think trying to find that balance is tricky. And I kind of found, I found that balance with when I was single and had some girlfriends and was still doing Instagram. And then now having a boyfriend that lives here and trying to navigate that and what's, what does that look like? Um, and how can I do both without yeah. just working? All the time? <laughs> so. Absolutely. So Tell me about your journey of getting sober. I know you mentioned that when you moved to Minneapolis, I was right around when you got sober and that's kind of when the blogging started to really become a huge part of your life too. And so what did that journey look like? What, you know, what ended up being the result of getting sober? Um, yeah. And just like, when did that happen? Yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's always like the, oh, you just, you're just having fun and it's cool to drink. And so that was cute in high school and college. And then I got to my first job and there was a lot of young kids and still doing kind of the same thing. And then I actually, I think I was just so drunk. I don't even remember. And my boyfriend and I, at the time he broke up with me and I don't even remember it. And so that was like a wake up call. And I was kind of like, I need to get sober and this is just not really working for me. Um, I knew I'm like, I don't really like the person I was when I drank. So I was kind of just like, I, I don't think that, that this is for me. So just stopped drinking just the next day was like, I'm done. Um, and then I was sober for like 10 months and then I was kind of, I'm bored in Kalamazoo. And so then I kind of started drinking again and I don't, I want to say, I don't remember how long it was that I was drinking again, maybe eight months, maybe it was either, I think it might've been a year and a half. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, I should look at the dates. I forget, <laughs> but then, and then it was kind of the, I thought when I moved to Minneapolis, things would be different because I liked it here more and it was a big city and it was still the same thing. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of just, there was, I mean, I had a friend visit and I, we went out and she was from California. She came out with me. And I left her at the bar. I left my phone at the bar and my whole purse and forgot everything about some random guy to my apartment. And just, and then my friend, I don't know how she, she figured out her way to my apartment. It was not that far, but still. And so I just was like, I just don't like the person that I am when I drink. I'm not nice. I'm a good friend. I'm not nice to other people. Um, it's not good. I can't take care of my things and it's just not propelling me forward. And I said, this is when is enough is enough. And I just said, this is really not worth it for me. So I 
quit again and was kind of like, you know, I don't think I quit with like, we're just going to take at least a break for a while. I don't know how long. And then as it keeps going over the years now, it's been what, six years. And so it just, it gets easier and easier. And I just don't see less, I see less and less of a point in doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I mean, six years ago, the the realm of sobriety was so different and I feel like just, I mean, it was prior to like the sober curious movement and all that stuff. Like how was it when you decided to stop drinking socially? What was it like? You know, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I kind of did it two different times. I think there was the definitely the first time because those had been friends that I knew for a year and a half and they would kind of think, Oh, you know, you're just here to have a drink. You can, it's, you know, just have one or a lot of those types of things or, oh, this isn't going to last. It's like, okay, that's not helpful. Thanks. <laughs> you know, and I think then also when you're, you don't really know how to articulate it either because there was such a negative connotation with being an alcoholic um, and people think it's you wake up in the morning and have a beer. And I think now that's obviously moving a little bit more away from, like away from that and realizing what it really is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think definitely then people just didn't really understand. And they would, oh, have you tried this? Yeah, I've tried that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You know? Um, So I think think it was just, yeah, a lot of those types of questions. And then the second time around, I didn't really have – I had only been here for three months, so I didn't have a ton of friends. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to go to work, work out, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so I just did that for like three, four months. And that that time was a lot easier because I was just – I was doing my own thing. I wasn't worrying about – I didn't – I wasn't going out. And I think that's the biggest thing too that's helpful is – I mean, for me, was not doing the same things that I was doing before that were drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Not to say that you can't do it later, but definitely in the beginning, yeah. just kind of cutting that out. Yeah, like not putting it in front of you where you're surrounded by it all the time, mostly for your own mental health, you know? Yeah, like don't go to a bar when the only activity to do there is his drink. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> later, you yeah. know, maybe down the road. Yeah. So then when you started, you know, meeting people, making friends, what did those conversations look like? I know there's probably a lot of people listening who are maybe moving to a new city and they're in that similar place or they are, you know, trying to branch out, meet new people that have like-minded values. Maybe they're around a lot of people who drink a lot and party a lot. And so they're trying to get out of that. So what did that look like for you? Yeah. So I would say I met a lot of friends through like working out and workout classes. Cause those are sometimes people that are more fitness forward and worried about health and alcohol is not very healthy. So mm-hmm. I think that's like a, something that's my eyelashes. Going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got it. Um, but I think, <laughs> but that's a really good, you know, going to workout classes. And I met friends through friends of that. Um, and I mean, I think things that you're interested in, I don't like to read, but a book club would be great too. I think another option or, you know, a craft or, you know, knitting, I don't know. And then (laughs) another one too is I'm not religious, but if you are like a church group, that's also another great, or even you just go and meet some friends too. And maybe you're go to a non-denominational and meet a couple friends and meet a friend through them or something, you know, a little bit of a sense of community if you're going to a new city to see, you know, what, Maybe, you know, I'm not all gung-ho about going all the time, but, yeah. you know, I think you could still, there's still great people and make, make, make a friend, yeah. you know, it's just a friend class. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. And I feel like it's, it's just, yeah, about putting yourself out there because we're so used to go to a bar and that's how you meet people and go grab drinks with people. And that's how you meet people. And so I love what you said about workout classes. I feel like that's a very simple way to get to know people. And usually they are very like motivated and driven and they're taking time out of their day to go to a workout class. So they obviously have maybe like-minded values and you might meet people who still drink, which is fine, obviously. And so do you, are you around surrounded by people who do drink and it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, and even just that I was thinking of other ways too, is like when you, the friends that you just go get a drink, ask friends to coffee or ask mm-hmm. a girlfriend if she wants to go on a walk or something. And yeah. I think that's, those are two other really great options that you can do. Or, I mean, there's a tons of other things that are non-drinking related, but um, I just wanted to add that. Yeah. I love that. No, I forgot. What was your <laughs> 
It's okay. I was, I was moving at a rapid pace. I was like, just got to no, let no, it fly. No. Um, oh, what was my question? Oh, are you surrounded by people who drink? Oh, like, yes. what does that look like? Yeah. So a lot of my friends do drink. Um, and I think when I was single, I would, you know, I was to a point where I was fine at being a bar, being at a bar and I would go out with, you know, go out with them, stay till a certain point where I feel like I'm done. And that was fine for me. And I'd normally leave earlier. So it was okay. Or if people started bothering me, I'd leave, um, or being annoying or thinking lots of things are funny when nothing's funny. <laughs> um, so, um, but then, I mean, I think now too, even just with, you're saying, you know, a lot more people being sober curious and not wanting to drink, um, some of my friends have, you know, taken a month off or mm-hmm. one of my really close girlfriends, she will, you know, two months here or whatever. She tries to not drink nearly as much. And I think I have a couple of other friends who really don't drink at all. And so you kind of start, I don't know, it's just kind of moved towards that. Um, and like, even my boyfriend, like he'll have a drink at when we go out to eat or something, but he barely, barely drinks them and maybe kind of gravitate towards those type of people. Yeah, totally. And it's a reminder that it's okay to be around people who drink, of course. Obviously, there's people who can't yeah. handle it, which I respect. But, you know, it's it's also cool that people are starting to reimagine it a little bit, even your friend being just more mindful about it. I feel like that's probably yeah. different than when you first got sober. Yeah, I mean, I think it was we just nobody talked about all of the negative effects of it, not only to like the hangover. and And I think people are more open now to talking about how they feel embarrassed the next day. Mm. I feel like when I stopped drinking, it, I don't know, it was not as much of a thing where people would talk about like, oh, I'm embarrassed about what I said yesterday or whatever. People weren't sharing that really. Mm -hmm. And like not remembering, like that's scary, you know? Yeah. (laughs) How have you noticed that it impacts like your personal health? I mean, I I noticed you're really into fitness and you said that you started your blog as like a fitness blog and, and health blog. So how has not drinking positively impacted your health and your fitness journey? Yeah. So I think as it's moved farther away, it's harder to tell the difference, but definitely when I first stopped drinking, I was still working at my job, my engineering job. And I just remember going into work every day and it was easier to remember things like Mm. every single day it kept like for, I don't even know how long, maybe like a month, two months. And you just start kind of, you feel smarter. You're, you know, everything you can remember words easily or easier. Remember now, (laughs) but it just, you, you, there was more to keep inside your head and you just kind of feel, start feeling smarter. Um, Mm -hmm. the sleep part, I know that that makes it obviously when you drink, that sleep is awful. So you don't have any of that anymore. Um, it's easier to work out on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Def- definitely. Cause you're not going to be, you know, tired or whatever. And you don't waste your whole Sunday. You're way more productive on the weekends. You can keep your schedule relatively the same from weekend to week or weekend to the weeks. Um, and I mean, you're not binge eating. That was, I, I was bad about that. So that was nice too. We're not doing that anymore. Like pizza on a Friday night, uh, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just shoveling so, it into your mouth. Like this is a really good idea right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and I mean, even too, with like, with dating and stuff too, I think that's, I mean, it's definitely a lot different too, because you're nervous and you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I feel like then you're more serious about it too, because what do you actually want? Because I'm not just having a fun drink and mm-hmm. I don't know. So I feel like you can kind of be a little more serious and intentional with dating, I feel like, without totally. drinking. That was literally one of my questions for you, because I know that you were single and now you have a boyfriend. And, you know, you mentioned you had boyfriends before, but like you obviously were single and sober. And what does the dating scene look like for somebody who's sober? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think some, I mean, I think sometimes it, I get a little, I would get a little frustrated because everything was always, do you want to get a drink? And it's like, no. Yeah. But I mean, I would try to be nice about it or like, do you want an alcoholic or whatever? drink it's like oh well, I can get something else um 
So I don't think that, I mean, it was just a little bit different with like when people would ask me, you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And the other thing too, is when you would say that you don't, or when I would say that I don't drink, the guy's response would tell me a lot about them, like how they reacted and stuff. Mm. Um, if they're just like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. Or they would have like some weird snarky comment or, oh, yeah, I should stop drinking. Mm. Or I don't just like, you know, oh, yeah, are you? I don't know. Just like not. You can kind of tell like, wow, that's, you know, that's really quite an accomplishment. That would be like the good response. And then anything else is kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one you want. Yes. No, that's so interesting because I feel like people don't usually know how to respond and so it's like whatever's natural for them, right? And to pay attention to that small thing, it can show you like how supportive and accepting are they going to be like of this, you know? What if you start dating someone who is like trying to pressure you to drink all the time? You know, you're not going to want that, obviously. Yeah, no, definitely not want that at all. I mean, I do think by, which wasn't part of the reason we broke up, but my previous boyfriend, he was in the like bev- alcohol and beverage industry. And so I thought... He loved wine. He always had it. He was talking about it all the time and they would want to go to wine country for this and that. And I just, it was just, it kind of, at some point got to be a little bit too much because he, that's what, I mean, he was just so into that. And then I think he also didn't really now, I mean, looking back, I don't, I think he was just kind of like, oh, you know, maybe at some point you can have wine or would like talk about it with me, which no, I can't Mm -hmm. like, that's not. I don't know. I think he just didn't quite really understand. Yeah. Um, and Alex, now my boyfriend, now he's, he would never, he barely drinks himself. <laughs> that was going to be my question. Like, how'd you meet Alex? And what did that process look like of, you know, letting him know you're sober and how, how do you know, like, okay, this one's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I mean, I met him at a bar actually. Ironically. Which, <laughs> yeah. Ironically, I met him at a bar. Um, it was more, I was there for like a birthday party and he, was actually, he works with, um, it was through a mutual friend, but he works with a guy that used to, well, used to be dating one of my friends. They have since broken up, mm. but they were dating at the time. So we can thank them for this. Um, and I met him and he said he was 26 years old. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not interested in you because I was 31. Now I'm 32. Mm. And I just, you're too young. And that was coming off of dating a 22 and 24 year old. And so I just like, you're too young, mm-hmm. not going to work for me. Um, but then, you know, we just kept being at the same place and he's just those dimples. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think cause he just, I mean, he just knew cause we were at the, at the bar and he knew that night that I wasn't drinking. And so it kind of just it wasn't like it never, never really was like a big a thing. That's really. so nice. I feel like that's yeah. a small thing that's so important is, is it, does it have to be this big thing? Right. Cause I feel like I get asked a lot, you know, questions around like, how should you tell somebody that you don't drink and how, and it's like, if it's natural and just the way it should be, it shouldn't be this big announcement to somebody. It's like, no, this is just part of my life. I don't drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's just who I am. It doesn't need to be. I mean, yeah, I think in the beginning too, it's more, it feels like more of a big deal in how you share it. And now it's just like, no, I don't, I don't drink. Nope. I'm all set. Yeah. It's not for me. You know, I like to, it's an allergy. I'm allergic. <laughs> don't react well to it. <laughs> right? Yes. That's literally like a good thing to talk about is like, what do you say to people when they like shove a shot in your face or, you know, and then they maybe like keeping pushy or whatever. People are always asking like, what, what do you say? Or how do you tell people you don't drink? Not even just dating wise, but just random people or people you're just meeting. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can say like, no, thank you. Yeah. Or I'm all set. Um, or, you know, I don't drink or whatever. I think, um, or you can share how long you haven't drank for, or I'm okay. Um, or I get, I will get a little annoyed annoyed with someone and I'll just be like I'm an alcoholic I can't drink like I'll just say like that like yeah. because sometimes people just you know it's like yeah or they'll say like oh what are you like an al- alcoholic mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. 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 yeah I don't know what you want me to yeah and like why are you asking that like it's just yeah. like what the heck so I mean I think people just I don't know I feel like they I don't know they don't know how to react and they just think it's a I don't know and they feel know. like they have to 
sometimes address their own stuff or it's like an insecurity. Yes. I mean, I think that's what comes out a lot too is people definitely when I first, first stopped and stuff, you know, Oh, well, if you, you don't have a problem, you're fine. Cause like you have a problem. I do. Or like talking about like, Oh, this is how much I drink or okay. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then it's a lot of times it's interesting when you tell it, say something to someone and how they react. Oh, I should really stop drinking or or my favorite. I could never not drink alcohol. <laughs> uh, Good for you. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that was my problem. Yeah. Too, that's why I <laughs> and that is why I stopped. So thanks. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just so wild to me. Just and the the fact too of like you don't have a problem. And my one friend Chelsea, she actually lives in in Minneapolis too, and she's sober. And so she always talks about like even just like that you blacked out and you didn't like that feeling. Like that's a problem in and of itself. Like yes, there's an alcoholism addiction, all those things that are incredibly serious. People have to go and get treatment and all this stuff. But knowing that alcohol does not add to your life and it tends to make things worse or you black out and you're uncomfortable with that. Like that's enough reason or that's a quote unquote problem. But people like kind of put this problem category into like real true alcoholism and then only allow those people to be the ones that like can stop drinking, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be so bad that you have to have it in the morning and it's a spectrum of what, just like everything, the spectrum of, you know, where, how much you can handle it and how it affects people differently. You know, I have one drink, I want 27 more. Other people can have one. That's fine. I cannot. Yeah, totally. So, but yeah, I know. I think it's just interesting how people respond. And I think it sometimes just shares a little bit about, about them. And I mean, I think it's just because it has such a negative connotation. I think it's hard for people to think, oh, maybe this could be me too. Right. And yeah, like people are more fearful than anything. And again, I think that the sober curious movement, and I'm curious now that, you know, you've been sober for six years and I feel like this movement has kind of come into fruition in the last like two years or so. But I think people are a little bit more open to it, like you were saying, and they're just a little bit more understanding and easy to you know, accept it unless you get in like a small town in Minnesota, then yeah, good luck. Um, and you order like a diet Coke at the bar and they're like, what's wrong with you? Um, (laughs) but like, how has that been for you over the last couple of years? Like people really tapping into the sober curious movement. Now there's all these non-alcoholic options available. Like what is your thought process around all that? I mean, I think it's great. I think a lot of people could, I think a lot of people could stand to not drink. And I think a lot of drinking is not really, you know, helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, it's not making us smarter. It just makes us think activities that aren't fun are fun. (laughs) That's what I think. And, and diminish your emotions. So you don't have to process anything. Those are the two things I think it does. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so, I mean, I think it's great if I definitely have noticed on TikTok a lot too. It's great if people are wanting to do that. I think, um, and you don't need it. You can still have, have fun and enjoy your life and do other things other than just going out to the, to the bars and drinking. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, I just think with the, the culture though, it makes it difficult. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think it's difficult because everything is around drinking and there's alcohol and everything and everything is about drinking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, or when there's, or I will, like if I go to something and there's only an alcoholic option and like the only, it's what I get, I get, again, I get annoyed. I'm me like, too. Where's, what's, what about me? What am I going to get? <laughs> well, and it's like, we're at this point where it's like everybody and everywhere should have NA options. Like it's kind of ridiculous if you don't. Yes. And it should, yes, they should have something or it's just, then it's just promoting that. Yeah. But I mean, I hopefully it's, starting to move more towards that. But I think there are more options. I mean, I'll get, I do, I get on when I get mad when they don't have iced tea and lemonade though, I get an Arnold Palmer or a soda water cranberry. Those Mm. are my two, two drinks that I normally get. That's like your go-to. I like the soda water cranberry. I've never tried that. Yeah. Yeah, And sometimes you put a, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like a Shirley Temple, but not literally as sweet. So I like that one a lot. Sweet. Sugar. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's good. And what's up? I went out to eat a while ago, or I don't know, it was probably like five years ago, and somebody also said to do a lime with it, 
that looks fun. Mm. I will get with the soda cranberry, I will get a lot of people asking me, ooh, what's that? <laughs> like, what's that drink? But even Otto Palmer too, people, what's that drink? I want that. I'm like, I don't think. Yeah. Actually, order it. Go order it and see what happens. Yeah. Go ahead and have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. And on that note of like events and having non-alcoholic options, I know with like your blogging, you do a lot of traveling and a lot of events. Um, how is, how are those events? Like how are those social events without alcohol? Is it, you said bloggers maybe don't drink a lot. Is it not, not super alcohol focused? industry like what is that like I feel like it's not a super alcohol focused industry because I mean I don't it's a lot of people that are moms Mm -hmm. so then I think that kind of and a lot of people that are a little bit more religious I feel like are going to being a blogger majority not everyone majority um and I think a lot of times when we go on those trips it's it's like you're working and you know you need to be on your a-game and look cute the next day and you're going to wear an outfit and you don't want to be all bloated and Mm -hmm. um, from drinking a bunch. And so, I mean, not to say that some of the girls don't drink a lot sometimes, but I think it's definitely a lot more um, we're focused on like, where are we going to eat and what are we wearing and are our stories up and things like that. And you have to be sharing while you're there. So you probably don't want to be like sloshed on camera. Yes, sloshed on stories. I think that's another thing too. You want to be a little bit with it. I mean, some right. some girls do. You know, they'll have do a wine try on haul or something. But it's <laughs> I feel like it's not really that people go buck wild ever really. Um, so that's kind of nice. Other, you know, even like sales or something. You know, that's so much more the to have a whole offsite and everyone's wasted and yeah. or happy hour and that's not really not really like that so that's nice yeah and it's like independent mostly right you know you're doing on a day-to-day you're working on your own and so it is a little less of that like pressure of the happy hours and the the group events and all that stuff it's more that one-off you know traveling and things like that yeah I will say though bachelorette parties let's talk Uh. about that (laughs) I'm sure you've been to a lot like have you been to a lot of bachelorette parties I've been I I've been to three only. Really? Okay. Yeah, not a ton. Um, I guess I have no friends. No, but I think a lot yeah. of my friends are single <laughs> yeah, still. Um, same. So I've, but it's, yeah, I've, yeah. I think, and I think I was, I was sober at all of them, or I might have been drinking at the first one. I think, but I, and I have one this weekend. I have one on Friday. <laughs> with my assistant. So I'm going, I'm really just can't wait. Uh, um, it's just hard. It's just the whole thing is around drinking. And so I think that's a really, those are normally tough weekends for me. Yeah. Um, Cause you're all sharing a house. You have to do all the same thing mm-hmm. and all the same things are drinking. Yeah. Morning, evening, and night most of the time. Mm-hmm. So we do have a facial scheduled, but I think, yeah, because I, because I was part of the plan. Um, <laughs> But I think I, it is really it is tough because all, all all the activities are normally around drinking and going to the bar and you have to stay because everyone's going. Yeah, and I don't think there's a solution to it. But like, what does your process look like? Do you just go to bed early and you're like, um, this is just how it's going to be? Do you tell the bride early before, like, hey, just so you know, if I do this, it's not personal. Like, what does your process? People always ask me this. Okay. So I, well, I'm just kind of getting with like learning as I go to, I mean, I think like your room selection, if you can get a room by yourself or trying to be away from other people Mm -hmm. um, and, or where it would be the quietest. I think that's because I always want to go to bed early too. Mm -hmm. So I don't like staying up as late. Um, And I think having things that can help so that you can sleep even if people are loud. But I've yeah, the last two when I was I had to get up at three in the morning and yell at people because I was trying to sleep and they were not. And I've gotten I've yeah, like I I I've so it's but maybe hopefully we don't yell at anyone this trip. <laughs> we're two for two. So but I think uh, so try to get your own room. Yeah. I think I am gonna bring a like face mask. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's helpful so that you can see. I'm gonna order um, earplug mm-hmm. on Amazon to get. Um, I do a white noise machine like fan on my phone. 
right next to my ear. So like drowned it out too. So, I mean, I guess those are mostly just my main concern is like, I need to be, you need to sleep. sleep. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be tired. So I think those are my things. And then obviously when you're at the bar, if I'm all set, I'll just say, I'll just take a Uber by myself. If anyone, and chances are another girl Mm -hmm. probably wants to go home. Yeah. And normally another girl will go home with me or something like that. Or I'll just take an Uber by myself. I just know that if I continue to stay, I'm going to get more and more frustrated. So I might as well just, I'm all set. I'm all done. I know when I'm done and I'm not going to have more fun. I'm not going to be, oh, I wish I had stayed longer. Mm-hmm. They're not. And even if they're saying, no, stay, they're not going to remember. No. They do not remember they don't. every time. <laughs> they don't remember at all. So just leave. Yeah. Like we, we know you're not going to remember ladies. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't remember at all. So uh, That's really helpful. I think because I, yeah, like I'm all set in the sense of two, I'm not gonna have any more fun. And like, you're not adding anything at that point. Like you're saying you might just get more frustrated and then you could like, you could potentially add more negativeness to the, you know, aura or whatever you call it, the environment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like way better. Just like remove. I always say that too. like, just remove yourself. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be this big thing of like, I'm leaving. Oh my God. Ah, you guys are all annoying. Like just keep it chill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm all set. No, no worries. Like you guys have so much fun. And I mean, I think some girls too feel bad because they don't want to leave the bride or whatever. I'm not one of those people (laughs) at night, but I'm just like, whatever I'm leaving, I don't care. Yes. But I think some girls, you know, feel bad about that too, but it's, you know, I don't know. They're not maybe do an activity that was sober if they really, if they really wanted to cater to you so much, right. you know, or if they wanted you to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, nobody really remembers. They don't, it's, it's all going to be all, a blur anyways, in the sense that like yeah. you'll, they'll remember when you were there and that's all that matters. I don't know yeah. if you want to get married or not, but like, if you do want to get married and you have a bachelorette party, like what would you do for your bachelorette? I do want to get married, Alex. <laughs> I think he's Alex, just so you know, Emerson wants to get married. <laughs> he's over there watching hockey. Um, but I think, I don't know. And I think I've obviously like before with a bachelorette, I always thought of it as like the original or like the normal bachelorette that we just talked about that I don't care for. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think I'd want to have something. I don't know. I always joke that. There will be no alcohol on my bachelorette. No one will be allowed to drink. We'll just be in a Chanel store and people will have to eat everyone. Every person that comes will have to buy me a gift from there. I don't know what I'll do, but um, I mean, you could do like a spa weekend or something could be fun. I mean, everybody loves a spa. Go. I mean, I guess then it gets expensive, like get pedicures mm-hmm. or um, I don't know, make crafts or something. I don't know. I, I haven't really, I, I feel like I'd make it more like a vacation Yeah, and you can still have a dinner and a brunch and a dinner mm-hmm. and some shopping, mm-hmm. probably something like that. I love it. So. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to plan one. I've, I've done it already and it's hard okay. to plan one because everything is like really centered around drinking. Um, but yeah, as long as your friends are like respectful of your choices, like, it, I mean, we ended up just doing like cabin weekend in Minnesota and it was awesome. Um, and I thought too, I was like, I'm going to be a, no alcohol is allowed at all. I let it be allowed, but then I just told my maid of honor. I'm like, can you just tell everyone to like, not get wasted please? Cause I don't want anyone to get wasted obviously. And I think that no, everyone, right. And then it's like the bride doesn't drink. So then I'm going to want to go to bed cause I'm annoyed. And that's not fun. And so it's just like, yeah, it's, it's hard to do it though. I mean, everything, we even got these little like pink cowboy hats and they're meant to go on top of shooters, but we just like put them in random places around the house, (laughs) like like on little statues of these little bears and like all this stuff. So it's like, you have to try to make it work, but yeah, it's definitely like your friends know that they're going to a very chill bachelorette, which my friends were pumped about. They were like, heck I, I feel yeah. Like most people that I talk to, they're like, they're awful. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to, like one of my girlfriends, she's like, I won't even accept invites to be on like, or to be like what a bridesmaid or whatever, really? because she doesn't want it. Yeah. It's like, she's, I'll respectfectly decline. <laughs> the bachelorette. She won't go on. Hey, she's I can respect that. That's it's pretty good. I love yeah. it. So, I mean, it just, everything is just so, a lot of things are just so drinking focused. Yeah. So 
I even think too, like just go for like a shorter period of time. You know, if you're going to someone else's, like I think about like two, a couple of my friends are, I know when their bachelorettes come around someday, it's going to be buck wild and I'll probably just go for a shorter period of time. I think that's a really good idea too. I think I, on my last one, I wished I had come a little later or, but I maybe come early so you can get the right room and then leave early. Yep. I think that's it. And you're like on the front end where it's so much energy and everyone's like hyped and stuff. Yeah. And then like people are getting tired. By then maybe they're day. drinking more. So I don't know. Yeah. Cause then they're hungover at the end and they're not drinking as much. So it's that's true. I know. Right. But I then everything's know. messy and dirty. And- yes. Yeah. Yeah, girl, so, it's not messing Okay. Yeah, there's pros and cons. But yeah, I think yeah. like go for a shorter period of time. That would yeah. maybe be a starting point. But um, yeah, I was trying to look at like what else I was wanting to make sure I asked you. But what would you say have been the hardest parts of getting sober? I mean, I just think the beginning is the hardest and it just keeps getting easier and easier and easier. Mm-hmm. I would say the first, I mean, it's like the first day and then it just gets easier every single day that you continue. I mean, I think the first weekend when you stay home and don't do anything, um, and the, I mean, I think I said something that's supposed to be like a year of you're supposed to not be drinking in order to, for it to be a habit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know, or it's some to reset your, I don't know what, but I mean, I think that's been, that's been difficult. That was probably just the beginning was the most difficult. I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess the first time around it was difficult because I was like, eh, I'm going to go back to drinking. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it, I, I love it. Yeah. So I recommend to everyone. Right. Don't drink. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You don't need it. Then you get more comfortable with yourself, though, too, and who you are, and because uh, you're you're not using that as a crutch anymore. So in the beginning, it's a little nerve wracking. It's like oh, and like going on dates, it's like oh, I'm nervous because you don't have that as a crutch, but you kind of get more comfortable with who you are and who you are as a person and what you stand for and all of that too. So I feel like in that aspect, it's really great too. Totally. Well, it kind of goes back to like that processing of emotions. I feel like yeah. I've process it's harder and I want to ask about your experience with that but it's like you are processing things so much clearer and I even love what you said in the beginning about at work you felt smarter and you felt like you were like the brain fog thing is real and I feel like I've propelled in my job so much more since you know getting sober this has become a lot easier to do like there's so many things and so but when it comes to like processing emotions when like things feel hard like you have high anxiety or you feel sad or whatever like what do you do to like kind of come out of that because I think a lot of times it used to be at least for me it was like okay I'm gonna go grab a glass of wine and that's my coping I'm trying to think. I mean, I'll talk, I talk it through a lot. Like I'll talk with my mom. Mm-hmm. I talk with my mom a lot about things. Um, I think I cry a lot. It's good. I just like, I cry all the time and that's fine. I love a good cry. Mm-hmm. I cry after workout sometimes. I think I almost cried today, but that's just, I don't know, you know, <laughs> but I think, you know, or I'm just feeling excited or whatever, you know, oh, that's a great time or you know, I don't know, just the song really gets you. Um, but if I'm, yeah, I mean, if I'm fresh, you know, take a deep breath or go on a walk mm-hmm. or something. Um, I really try to like continue to be good about working out. Um, and you know, yeah, or just watch a like sad movie, you know, you can still watch a sad movie and lay about or take a nap, mm-hmm. you know, those are all other options too. Yeah. I don't know. What else? What else do you do? Um, I mean, I try to journal if I can, but I think the movement thing is so big, right? Like taking a walk. My mom always told me, she's like, when you were a kid and you were crabby, I would like put you in the car and just drive you around till you fell asleep or put you in water. Like you would go take a bath or whatever. Okay. And so I try to like do that as much as possible because it is hard. I feel like you feel things so much more, you know, intensely. And like you said, maybe it was harder in the beginning than it is now because yeah. you're more used to it now that it's been six yeah. years. 
I mean, I'm coming up on two years, so I'm still kind of fresh in it. But I do feel like I feel emotions a lot more. Like you, maybe you cry more because it's like you're feeling things really authentically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm more, and maybe that's just from it's probably from growing up and getting older too, being more with your emotions. But I think I, I mean, I can definitely like read people more and read my own emotions and know I'm getting frustrated and like. I mean, I think even just labeling, I always think label mm-hmm. that you're upset, label that you're sad, or, and then figure out what is the root cause, what is actually frustrating you and labeling that. And once you can just say it, like, I'm really mad. I don't know. I'm really mad that you turn, wouldn't turn the light on for me when I asked you to mm-hmm. or whatever it is, something stupid. And then um, and then you can kind of get around. I couldn't think of anything else. But, you know, or I'm really frustrated that I didn't get this collaboration yeah. or I'm frustrated that you know, my boss sent me this email that they're mad at me about or whatever. Mm -hmm. Once you can figure out what it is that normally helps, I think. Yeah. Just like owning it and talking through it, which it's like, I think that's what we're missing. And with like our society being so drinking culture focused, you know, our, our first thought is to like, go get the beer, go get the wine, do whatever, and not talk about it and not think through those. But you almost don't have that option when you don't drink because you're like, well, it's still there. Like two hours later, it's still going on in my head. I have to do something about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and the first time I stopped drinking, I actually went to a therapist when I first started not drinking. And I think that helped a lot too. And I think I, I feel like I journaled and a little bit too then, which was helpful. Um, So I think once I did it the first time, then when I was like, I'm doing this again, I kind of just it was a little bit probably easier to get back into it. I think, um, I think that's helpful too. You can talk through the emotions with somebody too. Um, so I think that, you know, if you're wanting to do it and you're nervous that you're going to be, might struggle or something, I think, you know, signing up for, I mean, therapist therapy for anyone is great, but I think definitely in that period of my life, it was really great too. That's awesome. Um, do you listen to like any podcasts or anything? I know you said that like maybe that first year was really hard. When did it start to feel easy? And did you have any like resources that you leaned on during that time? I don't remember. I don't think I, I don't feel like I listen. I don't, don't think I listened to any podcast yeah. at all. I'm trying to think of any, I don't even know if there was anything out there then that was like really centered around this stuff though. Yeah. I mean, there's just like, if you wanted to go to AA or something, yeah. um, which yeah, I think I don't know that I signed up for, but I looked into, I think, like sober groups or something like that. I was going to maybe when I think they had them here in Minneapolis, like if you there's like groups that meet, I am I mean, I guess it's basically like AA, but that meet and can that are sober. Totally. Um, and I know there's a ton of those now because they're more and they're less yeah. like AA focused because they're more just people who've like actively chosen sobriety. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my friends runs one and she runs around in like the fitness world too. But yeah, so she runs a sober group. But so I know that there's probably a lot more of that now where people can kind of lean on that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that's a good option. I mean, yeah, I think therapy or even just another group that maybe doesn't necessarily drink and joining that or focusing on fitness more. And, you know, nobody's going to be there nobody's drinking when we're working out or something or hey can we grab coffee after or yeah. hey do you want to I don't even know what yeah I love and that you I mean, that earlier you're like go ask people to coffee go for a walk like yeah. offer other options don't just say oh yeah I'll go get a drink with you just because they want to do that like offer other options yeah yeah I mean I think in you know and chances are honestly most of the other people even though that's what they're doing a lot I have found a lot of girls definitely not well I guess I can't speak for guys but a lot of my girlfriends they are you know out and drinking and they do they are feeling bad about it too and they're not wanting to do it all the time and they're like oh I wish I didn't do that I mean I think I mean any of my close friends they're all like oh I don't like that you know it's not like oh my gosh I love when I drink so much (laughs) or you know I think drinking's this amazing right it's like no yeah like you said earlier too like you're, it's not adding value to your life anymore. And I feel like people are becoming more aware of like, oh, when I drink, I don't feel good. Like I don't feel great. Yeah. I feel hungover. Yeah. I feel 
anxiety. I feel this. I feel that. Like, it's not a wonderful feeling. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And they don't like your decision making, mm. the things that you do. And it's just not scary. It's scary. It's not. It's a, it's a, it's a lot better if you, I don't know. It's a much more fulfilled life not drinking, at least for me. Yeah. I think for, and I think for most when people, when people don't drink for like a month or two, I think it's just hard too because it's just so ingrained in our society. So I feel like it's hard. It's sometimes hard for people. It's like, oh, I did a month. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think doing it for any amount of time is, is great or even just limiting yes. too. Um, for people that are like, oh, I can have a drink that's great, then limiting it to certain situations. Yeah, just be more mindful. Like, I think that's what I always advocate for of like, you don't have to be fully sober, yeah. but just be more mindful of your consumption. You know, blacking out is probably not good for our brains or our bodies or anything and our safety. Like, as women, yeah. especially, it's just like, it's scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that too. And like in college and stuff, it's awful. Yeah. But it's like, wow, I'm amazed we survived a lot of the things that we did. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But well, you're telling me. <laughs> well, Emerson, oh. thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your story. I know it's so helpful. I mean, even just at the end of the day, like knowing that there's other people out there who are sober and like yourself have been sober for a while is really comforting and it's really you know eye-opening that this is a path and this is an option for people and you know to see people like you are successful and and have you know a life that feels fulfilling like you said is is yeah. really comforting so I'll leave all of the places to to find you classy clean chic um I could not recommend your TikTok and Instagram more it's just easy affordable ways to you know be stylish and keep up with the trends. Um, I also love when you do like the guess the dupe. Like I always am like, Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, what is it? She'll do these two yeah. for people listening. She'll like put two things that look very similar and you have to guess which one is like a certain amount of money and which one's like the lower amount of money. Oh, those ones get me all the time. I just love it. People love them. <laughs> thank you. You're so sweet. So yeah, definitely go follow Emerson, but thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was, it was lovely. Oh, good. I'm glad. Okay.